Coming up on today's episode of Membership and Subscription Growth. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but I think to your point on videos, the video is worth um, many thousands of words. So that's um, been an effective marketing strategy for us. If the cat doesn't engage with our box, um, no matter how cute or high value the human thinks it is, they're not going to keep subscribing. Test early and test often and experiment uh, and see if there's demand for your product. Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Scrobe. I have a very special guest today, Dina Bronze, who is the co-founder and CEO of Kidnet Box, a subscription box for cat ladies and their furry friends. Uh, she has grown a subscription box in a very competitive market, pets. It's you know, while it's certainly a large market, very hard to break through the clutter and get heard. And Dina has built a terrific business. Make sure you listen in today's show for you know her process of how to identify a niche because it's really something that you could use for any subscription offering. Also, uh, her keys for long-term member retention, as well as the recommendations for how to start a niche subscription box, and also it, another huge recommendation: uh, Kitnip Box's community engagement. Absolutely encourage you to subscribe to Kitnip Box. Take a look at their communities uh, because no matter what type of subscription you're offering, you can learn a ton uh, from what Dina and her team are doing at Kitnet Box. So, without any delay, let's get to the program. Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Scrobe, and I'm here today with Dina Bronze, co founder of Kidnet Box. Welcome, Dina. Happy to have you today. Thanks so much, Robert. I'm excited to be here. Well, you know, I know what Kidnet Box because I have several boxes, and uh, my, I bring them to my wife, who is always very, very excited to share them with her kitties. We, uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say that uh, my wife is one of those who has exceeded her cat. Uh, population limit, um, and, uh, and 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 she has no remorse about this whatsoever. But nonetheless, uh, she loves sharing Kitnip Box uh, with with her uh, furry friends. So, what exactly for folks that maybe not have yet discovered the joy that arrives every month with uh, Kitnip Box? Uh, what is that? Sure, yeah, and thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, Kit in a Box is a curated monthly box of cat products. Uh, and so every month we have a new fun and exciting theme, and we send completely new toys, treats, and other products like sometimes accessories or hygiene items or even Halloween costumes uh, for your cat. Nice. It's, so it's uh, for every, so anybody that has a crazy cat lady on your gift list, Kitnip Box is absolutely the perfect gift. Give them a 12-month subscription or more because uh, they're going to love every box. And, uh, and, and bring, it's, it's like this big production because they've got to open the box with the kit, kitty around or kitties and, uh, and share the toys and then the cat 
rolls in the box, and uh, and and then they play with the toys. It's uh, absolutely great for any crazy cat ladies in your life. Absolutely, and oftentimes the cats know that the box is for them before <laughs> before the human even has a chance to open it. That's one of the most common pieces of feedback we get is, my kitties just knew, and they were so excited, they started opening the box themselves. <laughs> yep, uh, this is pretty amazing. So, um, so Dina, what was, so you, you, you went to, you have a Harvard MBA. You uh, have a, a very illustrious background before, uh, before founding Kitnip Box. What was it about uh, th- these cat ladies and the subscription model and boxes that lured you into beca- co-founding Kitnip Box? Yeah, so uh, I, I knew that I wanted to, uh, to do something entrepreneurial, and I also knew that I wanted it to be in a field that is impactful and makes a positive difference uh, in the world. Uh, and so as I was researching different opportunities, um, specifically in the pet space in which I've been involved on a volunteer basis uh, for essentially my entire adult and even young adult life, uh, one of the things that I noticed is um, that there is really a gap in, uh, in servicing cat owners. So, for instance, you know, if you go to any pet store, you'll notice that 80% or more of the shelf space is dedicated to dogs. Um, and most, much of the innovation in the pet space has really been focused on dogs. Uh, a great example of that is BarkBox, uh, which was around uh, quite a bit before we launched KitnipBox. And so as we started looking, we just noticed that, um, you know, the innovations that were happening for dogs weren't, uh, weren't happening for cats and for cat owners, and we started wondering why. Um, so we started analyzing the market and uh, seeing that, you know, the market for cats is actually quite large. There are almost 50 million cat households in the U.S. alone. Um, and there's, you know, although cat owners spend slightly less money per month on their cats than dog owners, it's still uh, a, very, a very large and vibrant marketplace. Mm-hmm. And, and so we decided to test, uh, test the subscription box idea. Uh, we were big fans of the concept of recurring revenue and the concept of establishing a long-term relationship with our subscribers uh, rather than just uh, kind of a, a one, one-time transaction uh, because we really wanted to deliver a continuous experience. We wanted to get to know them uh, and we wanted to uh, bring, bring them some joy in the process. Um, so those were some of the kind of thoughts uh, as well as analyses that went into launching Kit in a Box. That's awesome. So had you uh, been a subscriber of boxes in the past? How did you, because it seems like you're either, a, you, you know all about subscription boxes and are a rabid fan or you don't know anything about it. How was it, how, how did you come to discover this, this whole world of subscription boxes? Uh, so actually, there have been uh, a couple of subscription box companies, um, including kind of the one that started the most recent wave uh, of the subscription box craze, which was Birchbox, and those were launched um, by other HBS alumni. Um, so Birchbox is an example, Plated is another example, Blue Apron, 
um, Kiwi Crate. There are quite a few um, box companies launched by other alumni. So uh, in that sense, I was very familiar with the business model. Um, there were people I could reach out to to learn more about the model um, and kind of understand the challenges and, and uh, success factors. Um, and on the consumer side, you know, uh, to be to be perfectly transparent, I, I can't describe myself as a uh, rabid consumer of boxes. So you know, I wasn't subscribed to ten boxes uh, before I started Kit in the Box. I certainly did start subscribing to them like crazy uh, once we launched Kit in the Box because that is a, a great way to learn and understand the industry. Um, but I, uh, I did do quite a bit of research, um, both on the subscription service side as well as the pet industry in general. Neat. And, and, and you had mentioned uh, dogs, and, if, and of course, I, uh, we did a podcast not too long ago with Dustin McAdams of, of PupJoy, and uh, one of the greatest things about doing marketing with an animal product uh, or a product for pets is that you get to use images of pets in all of your yeah. marketing. And you know, there's, you know, if, if, if there was one, you know, one thing that if, if, if YouTube could have only one video, there's no question that it would have cats doing crazy things. And uh, because there's probably no video that has ever been more viral than a cat video. Um, and being able to use cats in all of your marketing is just terrific. So what is it that you do in order to generate new subscribers? What are, what are some of the, the strategies that you've implemented? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the best way to win over new subscribers is to communicate the experience to them. Uh, so to show them you know, what would happen if, if they got a box. Uh, and that's why visual channels like Facebook or YouTube or any place where you can um, play a video uh, are, are ideal. Um, and so a lot of the videos, a lot of our marketing is unboxing experiences. And at that point, you know, when you see, when you see cats, uh, you know, opening the box themselves and rolling around with the toys and just having a blast uh, and a great time, then that's, that's really what, if you, if you have a cat, um, you know, you want to give that gift of joy to your cat. You want your cat to have that same experience. Um, so we've definitely found that to be effective is, uh, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, but I think to your point on videos, the video is worth uh, many thousands of words. So that's um, been an effective marketing strategy for us. Do you incentivize your customers to give you these videos? How do you encourage them to, 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 to share? Uh, you know, that happens very organically, and I, I think although we don't explicitly incentivize customers to share the videos, um, because we invested upfront in creating a very engaged and vibrant social media community, um, it's just something customers enjoy doing and want to do. Uh, they see other people's unboxing videos and, and kitties enjoying the toys, and, and they want to share their own. Um, so we never, uh, never really have a shortage of subscribers sharing. 
Um, we do occasionally, you know, if we see a particularly uh, great video, but maybe it's lower resolution because they posted it on, let's say, our Facebook page, we would reach out and ask for a higher quality um, version, the original recording that they have. Um, but that's, that's about it. It's kind of uh, the community that we built kind of feeds on itself. Um, and there are people that post all the time and subscribers that know each other from our social media channels and just love sharing their experiences with each other and with us. Well, yeah, and it and it also you you're also going right into the sweet spot for subscription box customers, which normally skew female, and uh, because you're targeting a uh, you know a female demographic predominantly, it's you're you're right in the the meat of that market, and the it's interesting that the you, while although it may not be explicit inviting folks to post a video, having it be a thing within your social media channels where they're seeing other people's videos, it certainly implicitly says this is people like us do things like this. And uh and it you know shows them via example what we're supposed to do around here and that is uh you know Share this video, and and even though you know, like, you know, a lot of folks probably need technical support from their kids in order to get a video and 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 figure out how to get it posted, uh, they'll they'll make that happen in order to be able to sh- make sure their cat is featured on the Kitnip Box Facebook page as well as all those other cats that they've seen. Right, and I think inherently, um, you know, one of the things that uh, you hear about cat owners is they're um, they're just the perfect demographic uh, for the internet because with dog owners, for instance, you know you go to dog parks and you walk your dog outside, and that's often how you socialize with other dog owners. And of course, you do it online too. Uh, but with cat owners, you know very few cats actually like going for walks. You certainly can't take a cat to a cat park or any kind of um, cat-filled social settings because they're just, um, they're just different comfort zones there. Um, so really other. the way – what's that? The cats would fight because they're territorial-type animals, so they would – Exactly, exactly. Exactly. And so, and I mean, you know this as, uh, as someone who is married to a crazy cat lady, right? So um, the, the way that you socialize and the way that you, you know, show off your, your beautiful kitty to the world is through the internet. And that's really why, um, you know, the internet is dominated uh, by cat videos and pictures and I, I there are quite a few more of those than any other animal. Nice, yeah. It, yeah photo, yeah. We got to we got to take, and in, in, even the photos that don't make it to the Facebook page, I get them via text. Of the cat sleeping, or the cat sleeping together, or yes, it's the the cat ladies like the photos of the cats. The um, and and what is it so? What are some of the things that you're doing? Because one of the things I, I've always thought about uh, the cat boxes uh, versus the dog boxes is that the cat people are more loyal long term. That they that that while certainly dog pe- 
dog owners love their dogs, uh, the, you know, a cat, cat person would be a more loyal type subscriber and, and, and you know, for, for any sort of thing related to their animals. Um, what, what, is it, what are some of the things that you're doing in order to build that community and, and, and improve retention within your subscription uh, business? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Uh, I do think um, that yes, it's uh, definitely possible that um, cat households are better optimized for this. And one of the reasons is um, there are often just simply more cats in a household. Um, there are about 2.3 cats per household on average just in the, in the U.S., for instance, um, whereas most dog households usually have just one dog. Uh, so, you know, if you have more cats, you obviously um, you go through the product faster and you need replenishment every month. Uh, but that said, there's a lot of work that goes in explicitly uh, on our side to maximize retention. And I think the most important piece of that is the product itself. Um, because if you don't have a wonderful and joyful unboxing experience, and if both um, the owner doesn't feel that there's value and quality there, and the cat doesn't engage with the item, um, then you're going to lose that customer sooner than later. Uh, so it's about, it, it's actually, um, in a way, I think a more interesting optimization problem than just a subscription box of human products, because you really have to customers uh, with some needs and expectations that overlap, uh, but some that are very different. Uh, those customers being humans and cats, um, and you really have to hit a home run with both of them uh, in wow. order for them to stay on. So what are some of the things that you're thinking about in order to optimize your box for cats? Uh, so uh, we definitely do a lot of playtesting. Um, safety is by far the, the biggest thing and the most important thing that we think about all the time. Uh, first and foremost, it has to be safe for cats. Um, so a lot of items that you know, might be appealing to a human and are interesting you know, and fun and high quality but don't meet the most stringent uh, safety requirements for cats, uh, don't make it in. Um, then there is uh, kind of the features that the product has that, that keeps them engaged, um, some of which the human, you know, doesn't even necessarily see because they're inside the product and maybe it makes, um, you know, an interesting noise for, for the cat or maybe it feels it's a certain texture um, that is, uh, you know, easy for them to scratch. So it's... Uh, you know, the cat is definitely, if the cat doesn't engage with our box, um, no matter how cute or high value the human thinks it is, they're not going to keep subscribing if, if the items aren't being used. So wow. everything, you know, between toys and the treats being delicious just has to be perfect for the cat. One of, uh, you know, with the, with the holidays coming up, uh, there's going to be a lot of, of gift boxing. Or gift gift purchasing, where folks are buying a box or a series of boxes for you know some period of time for uh, that special 
cat uh, lady in their in their life. Uh, what are some of the strategies that you use in order to convert that gift subscriber into a maybe paid long term subscriber? That's a great question as well. Um, you know, again, I think the number one way to convert them is to really wow them with the box and with the products inside. Uh, but of course, in addition to that, um, there there's any number of things to be done there from putting inserts in the box with calls to action uh, to convert and become a full-time subscriber to email marketing to getting them engaged on social media and becoming part of that community. Um, so there's, there's, it's really a multi-channel approach um, to, to building a relationship with that gift recipient just like we would build a relationship with a regular subscriber. With your new subscribers and your email sequence, what are you, uh, are you, do you have, do you have kind of a follow-up sequence for new subscribers or how, how do you think about uh, that new subscriber relationship and what you want to try to do with them over the first couple of days or weeks that they're a subscriber? Yeah, uh, so we definitely have an email sequence and we, um, you know, we want to make sure that they're always up to date on exactly you know, when they're getting their box and, uh, and what's going on. Um, and we also try to engage them on social media, for example, on every product insert that goes in the box. Um, we also have our social media icons. Um, we encourage them to post pictures and videos. Um, and we, you know, we also make ourselves available. I, I think one of the things that um, really sets our team apart is uh, our, um, our investment in customer service. Uh, we really want to make sure that that is stellar and that everyone uh, has not only a great product experience, but a great experience every time they, they talk to us. Um, and I think in addition to all the marketing pieces of that, like email and you know, how we communicate to them in the box and how we communicate to them on social media, I think customer service is also an important piece of building that relationship. Nice. So um, you've had you know, a lot of background in tech and a lot of uh, experience creating companies and, uh, and even selling them. Uh, what advice did you have for somebody who wants to get in the subscription box world and is uh, you know, just kind of starting out? Yeah, uh, I would say that for any startup and especially for a subscription box startup because uh, there are so many companies but also so many more niche um, and even larger opportunities, I think it's very important to take a lean startup approach to this. Um, and there's actually a book uh, that you can read called The Lean Startup that outlines this. But basically the gist, uh, the gist of my advice would be um, is test early and test often and experiment uh, and see if there's demand for your product. So rather than, um, you know, rather than just researching and just doing market research, put together, put together the first version of your product and try to actually sell it and see if people subscribe to it. Uh, that's going to be your best uh, data point. And of course, you're going to 
um, make changes with the pro uh, as you go along, and the product is going to evolve. Uh, but the most important question you need to answer uh, before you know uh, investing uh, a great deal into establishing your own operations, or maybe building um, just that perfect website instead of a kind of basic one is whether or not people will actually buy your product. That's great advice. And the, the lean startup uh, author is Eric Reese, and uh, certainly uh, it's a very valuable lesson is to uh, test, you know, get something that is is good and then test it and see if folks will actually buy it and then continue to learn and innovate as you go. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, the you know, what you've built with the KitNet Box community is something that anybody that's in the subscription world would uh, do well to study. And uh, seeing how your customers interact with each other and, uh, and, and how, the, how much they love sharing their videos and, and, uh, and photos is something that uh, anyone could, could share and, and swipe no matter what your box is all about. It's uh, certainly a, a great example for anybody that is in the subscription box world or even in the, the subscription and membership world. So, uh, Dina, thank you so much for being my guest today on membership and subscription growth. It's uh, very, very interesting to having the opportunity to connect with you. It is my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Robert. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you thought. Post a review on iTunes or shoot, just send me an email. And make sure you subscribe because next week is a very special interview that Kim Walsh Phillips did of me. She recently uh, reached out to me and had me as her guest on her podcast, The Morning Coffee Marketer. And uh, she interviewed me, that, and there's going to be a tremendous amount uh, of, of great information in that program, if I do so say so myself. Uh, we're going to talk about you know, the differences between marketing for individual transactions and generating subscription customers, the first step to creating a vibrant tribe of followers, and the number one secret for transforming the results of your new member marketing and retention campaigns. It's going to completely revolutionize everything that you do there. And that's coming up next week on Membership and Subscription Podcast, so make sure you subscribe, and we will talk with you then.